Welcome to the drdavidmarlin.com Stable Science Podcast. I'm Dr. David Marlin, and along with a great team of experts, I'm helping horse owners and riders achieve optimal performance for their much-loved horses. In these podcasts, we will discuss science-led research, technology, information, and advice to help you care for your horses so they may live healthier, happier, and longer lives. To support the podcast and all our research and science for horses, go to our website, www.drdavidmarlin.com, and to learn more about what we do and the hot topics under discussion, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, my name is Gillian Tabor. I'm a physiotherapist and for this podcast I'm going to be reviewing a short research article that is about the use of screw-in studs on horses' shoes. And this fits particularly well with a survey that um, we've got running at the moment within the Dr David Marlin area. And it also, for this time of the year in the UK, when we've got a lot of horses heading out eventing and show jumping on grass and um, other competitions as well, I think it's a good time of year to look at this topic. It's certainly a topic that has a lot of opinion, there's a lot of anecdote and interestingly there's not much research that I can find on the topic. I have had quite a good look to see whether there is any evidence for either the number of studs in shoes or the type of studs, but the only information I can find is actually sort of advice and sort of information pieces in magazines and lay media. And yeah, I can't really find any research studies other than the few that I will talk about now. So, The study that I have got in front of me was one that was published in the Veterinary Journal in 2012. It is called The Effect of Lateral Heel Studs on the Kinematics of the Equine Digit While Cantering on Grass. The main author is Alison Harvey. Uh, We've got other authors, Sarah Williams and Ellen Singer. They are of the School of Veterinary Science in Liverpool and the Department of Veterinary Basic Science in the RVC, the Royal Vet College in London. So when we're thinking about these studs that are in horses' shoes, just so that we're clear, I'm talking about the ones that the farrier has drilled a hole with a thread into either the outside and or the inside branch of the front and the hind shoes. 
So these are then fitted with studs that protrude and the sort of shape and size of studs when you look at what's available is quite broad. You can get sort of flat square headed studs, you can get pointy conical studs, you can get dome shaped ones. Um, uh, basically you can choose your studs depending on your own preference or advice given to you. So there's plenty of options and this study just took one lateral heel stud on the horse and looked to see whether it changed the slip. So with all studies, they start with talking about the rationale for the study, the um, basically the background as to why we should do research into this area. And quite obviously, they start by saying, by saying that they are often used and commonly seen show jumping and venting in, in polo. And the idea is that they're used to optimise the amount of grip of the horse's foot with the ground. So that could be, you know, whether it is um, starting from standing and moving off um, or whether it is turning on a corner or maybe on the approach into a fence. But basically the authors highlight there is a lack of objective information about the effect. And as I've just mentioned, that the size and the position of the studs in the shoe is often based on rider or farrier preference rather than sound scientific knowledge. And I think, you know, I don't think we can disagree with that. When we think about a slip of the horse's hoof, we have to actually acknowledge that there is a role for allowing the slip. Um, and this is because when the foot lands, there is the horizontal braking, so the foot has to slow down. And if it slows down too quickly, then you end up with high frequency oscillations that travel up the limb. And those can risk damage to the subchondral bone and the joint tissues. So we want to allow some slip, and if we don't, we may be increasing the risk of energy. So this is all to do with the way that the energy is dissipated when the foot impacts the ground. So we have to be careful that we allow some slip, but obviously too much slip is then going to be firstly sort of uneconomic. It's going to be a waste of energy, excessive movement, and it's also going to be difficult to generate force off the ground to allow propulsion. But the other problem is, is if you slip too much, then you could put the soft tissues of the leg uh, under you know, risk of further injury as well. The authors then talk about the different types of grips that you can have. And I ought to mention here that they talk about these um, toe grabs that you can have on the front of shoes. Now, these are, as far as I know, um, they're not something that is actually permissible to be allowed in the UK. Certainly, um, I've found uh, evidence of them being banned in human human in horse racing um, because they have been shown to increase the risk of injury what they can do is that they can cause interference with the front uh, limbs and then seriously damage the soft tissues in there um, they are uh, allowed as far as i can see in america in the hind shoes and i think um, they're used in quarter horse racing as well as thoroughbreds and perhaps standard bred racing now that's not my area of expertise and certainly i've never come across them because i live and work in the uk um, and it's not something that my clients use but this study is actually looking at the type of screw-in studs because as they've identified there is a, a lack of research um, and although there is one study that looks at them on a treadmill and looks um, 
the uh, the horses galloping as well in the field conditions that one didn't measure foot slip so with this study the authors have hypothesized that a single stud placed on the lateral branch of the fore and hind shoes would decrease foot slip distance in horses cantering on turf and that's my first point to discuss uh, is why did they choose a single stud quite commonly people put in two because they are believing that that balances the sort of push of the horse and it allows a more even and more equal distribution of that uh, anti-slipping uh, device on the shoes but the other point is to consider that with one um, uh, with only one stud does that increase the rotational forces or does that actually allow rotational forces on a turn so those are questions that um, you know are in my mind after I've read this introduction because so far there's no evidence that anybody has answered those questions so how did they collect the data for this study? Well, they had nine horses and these horses had a standard stud hole, which was two centimeters forward of the plama and planter extent of the branch of the shoe. And they were nine mil in diameter. Um, and the horses were warmed up and then they were cantered on the right lead in a straight line on a grass surface with a zero degree slope. And they passed the camera six times with the studs on and then six times without the studs on. Now, those of you that um, know a little bit about research would um, say, well, hang on a minute, they should have done a randomized study. So half would have had the studs in first and then half would have had them in second. But <laughs> I love this sentence in this uh, methodology. They said, insertion of studs in this environment, i.e. in the middle of the food field, on excited horses posed a safety risk to the persons placing the studs in the shoes. So they did their risk assessment. Um, and that made me laugh because I've been trying to put studs in a horse that's um, at an event and it's always a little bit of a challenge. Anyway, they put markers on the horse's hoof and they used high speed video cameras to collect the film, which was then analysed post hoc. And the things that they looked at measuring was the marker movement distance. And that was in the horizontal plane parallel to the ground. They measured the slip duration, uh, which was a time of foot on to when the horizontal uh, coordinate, the toe marker became constant, i.e. when it stopped moving. They looked at stance duration and the average stride duration. What they also did was they actually managed the speed as well. So um, they calculated a set time between two points. And if there was a deviation from that, then those trials were excluded because we do know that stride does change with speed so you have to actually account for the speed. Just a point to note as well is that the front studs were smaller than the rear studs. The front studs were 12 mil deep and the back studs were 23 mil deep. They weren't special. I think they were ones that they, um, you know, anybody could buy and they've got pictures of those in the study as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If we look at the results, they actually give you the raw data to do with the actual distance of slipping and then the percentage change with or without. So I'll just read these out just so um, you can get a picture of what actually happened. So remember that these horses were in a right lead canter. So their leading forelimb, the right four, with the studs slipped uh, 48 millimetres and without the studs slipped 61. So with the studs there was a reduction by 21% in slip distance. The leading hind limb, which would have been the right hind, without slipped 85 centimetres, millimetres, and then with was 69. So that was a reduction of 19%. The trailing forelimb in a right lead canter is the left fore. Without the studs, slipped 91 millimetres, and then with the studs, slipped 67, a reduction of 26%. And the trailing hind leg, which is the left hind, without the studs slipped 110 millimeters and with the studs slipped 86 centimeters oh i keep saying centimeters millimeters which is 22 percent reduction the slip duration was only significantly different in the trailing forelimb and the stance duration was only significantly reduced in the leading hind limb the other point is that the results showed that the foot slip was observed mostly in the first 50% of the stance phase of each of the limb, which is the initial deceleration part. So that is what the studs actually control for and reduce. So that horizontal uh, deceleration is less when you have the um, shoes with the studs in them. So you have to consider that what is happening most is that it is having more an effect on the hind limb. Uh, with this study though they did have different size studs in the hind limb to the forelimb so if you, I was going to repeat this study I would do it with the same size studs as well as well as comparing it to with and without the studs. And the other interesting point for me is this asymmetry between the lead and the trailing limbs. The actual slip was much, much greater in the trailing forelimb and the trailing hind limb. So I wonder whether that is going to be of a significant effect when you are turning. When you think about turning, the actual force is generated more by the outside forelimbs. And so if you were in a right canter and you were traveling to the right, then that would have more an effect on that outside limb, which happens to be the trailing one in canter. Um, so we have to think, well, if you were only going one way around a circuit, perhaps if you were, well, the only thing I could think about is if you were racing, would you want to put different size studs on the outside uh, limbs than you would on the inside limbs? Now, I don't know. That's just a, a thought process that I had. 
So back to the paper and the next section in it is the discussion. So the start of the discussion talks about the results in terms of the slip distances that um, I've just mentioned. Um, and then they also talk about the difference between different ground surfaces. And of course, this study was only done on grass. So it's just, you know, hypothesis is to suggest what might happen with studs on a, a different type of surface. Um, and also was there on effect of the normal sort of shock absorbency that is needed to uh, reduce those forces going up the limb that um, will affect joints and the soft tissues. The authors then talk about the fact that they only put in one uh, stud, a uniaxial stud, and they say that that may be beneficial for rotation of the foot to absorb the shock, but it might cause unequal loading on the soft and hard tissues of the distal limb. They mention this point that biaxial stud placement make, may make the foot placement more balanced, um, but as that limits foot rotation, is that an issue? And then you have to consider the risk of strike injuries with the uh, stud on the inside branch of the shoe, obviously being quite medial and a horse that might interfere across to the other limb. So that is a, a risk to consider. Um, so in conclusion, this study did demonstrate that there was a decrease in craniocaudal foot slip in horses cantering on grass that were wearing studs, but more questions have now been raised. Um, we need further studies using 3D kinematics to look whether they, there is some change into not just the sagittal plane movement, but also the frontal plane and rotational forces going through the leg and we need more repeats to find the optimum stud size and that configuration of studs and the authors leave us with a few questions for example and I'm reading here to what extent is a decrease in slip distance beneficial at what point does the benefit of increased traction outweigh the more rapid deceleration of the hoof placing detrimental stresses and strains on the distal limb so overall, I think this is, you know, it's an interesting study. It does actually um, prove um, or support the hypothesis that studs actually reduce the slip distance. Uh, I, we do know that, but quite often this research is known or is needed to actually put that in print for us if we want to carry out further research. Um, what I would like to see is so much more, more research. You know, this was done 11 years ago. Uh, why isn't there more research on studs? How do we know what we're doing is right? How do we know that we are reducing the risk of injuries by um, putting in studs? Or are we increasing the risk of injuries by hopefully reducing the slipping and therefore um, aiming to increase sort of gait economics and performance? Uh, we don't know from the results of this study. Uh, it was a good one to start us off. And if anybody has got any other studies that they know of that I haven't seen or they want to discuss this further, then please do either on social media or send us in an email. So thank you very much for listening. And I hope you found this study interesting. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. 
Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and the Stable Science series. If you want to learn more about this topic and our work, head over to the drdavidmarlin.com website. Our website and community of members discuss a wide breadth of topics and the website houses thousands of articles, webinars, videos and research, all designed to help horse owners, riders, trainers and breeders achieve optimal performance for their much-loved horses. The drdavidmarlin.com site is an independent information resource for all equestrians, a source of unbiased, science-based research. To learn more about what we do and the hot topics under discussion, follow us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter.